And it looks like we're live. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect intro. Anyways, hey, what is going on, everyone? It is me, Mr. Mario, and who do I have here with me? My bot. <laughs> and hey, my bot, how, how are you doing? Um, doing good, dude. I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually, the energy is coming coming back, which is fantastic, dude, because I was worried that I was going to be lacking of it, but feeling good. I got hyped. I'm glad we kind of took a little time beforehand to talk because it, it got me, got me, uh, I don't want to say excited or aroused, but that's, a- <laughs> <laughs> that is not my goal. My goal yeah. is not to get you aroused with this. I know, but no, it got me, uh, energetic, got me pumped up. So I'm ready to, ready to rock and fucking roll, dude. All right. All right. I feel you. Yeah, anyways, for anybody uh, joining us, listening, watching, wherever you're from, welcome. This is Mod Chat episode 24. This is the first episode of 2017, and Daniel, we've been doing this for two years now. It, it, well, when you just said that right now, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's been two years to me. I know, I know. It, but two you years is a long first, time. The first episode we, of, we did of this aired January of 2015. That's crazy. I, I mean, I remember us talking about it briefly in like November, December of yep. prior to that year, but I just can't believe that was two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot has changed too. Like, you were, like you, you've moved, I've moved, we've done all that stuff, different place in life and everything. And then also now it's a live show as opposed to a pre-recorded podcast. Yeah. We used to do them over. Completely Skype. different feel. Yeah. Yeah. Way different feel. It's nice. I like this. Did we... Did we... When we did it on Skype, were we any video chatting or no? No, 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 we just did audio because yeah. I, I think there were sometimes your um, connection was iffy. So I was like, okay, we got to do this just audio only. Got you. Yeah, because remember we had some technical difficulties a few times with audio. Um, well, I know my recording sucked because I double <laughs> recorded or something. Remember the audio? You told me I screwed up on it. I like double recorded yeah, we, we fucked up the audio a few times, man. <laughs> yeah. We fucked it up a few times. Now Hangouts handles most of it. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, anyways, welcome to Mod Chat, everyone. Again, thank you very much for joining us here. This is the, I guess, the two-year anniversary. And in all that time, we've only missed one month. So that was that was just a month that we were both insanely busy, wasn't it? No, that was, that was totally my fault, dude. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> that was the month. Yeah, I, I kept having excuses, dude. We were supposed to do it, and then I like, was busy, and then we were supposed to do it, and I was busy. So you're, you're being you're being nice by saying it was both of our faults. But well, you well, I did I didn't get to make a meme filled video out of that with Stomedy in it like eight times. So I had fun with it at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think wait, didn't you even say yeah you did make a video saying that it was my fault or whatever? You like like weren't you like trolling on me? I think so. Dude. I did. I did. Yeah, I, did. I remember that. I very much do because many people ask and the people who ask, thank you. Cause that means we, you know, we have some appreciation of the show here, but anyways, this is our live show that we do here on hangouts. And then for anybody who's listening or watching the pre-recorded version, it goes up on my channel, Mr. Mario. And uh, then it will be available on uh, Podbean, uh, iTunes and Google play. So uh, normally what we do with this for anybody who's just joining or you're kind of new to it or whatever it is, is uh, the past few episodes. Sometimes we'll have a guest uh, this episode. We're obviously not, it's just myself and Daniel and, and uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, topics that we have found recently that some of them uh, pertain to modding, others pertain to kind of some gaming and preservation stuff in a way that I found interesting, but I threw up on here. And then normally near the end, we spend about 30 minutes taking user questions live. So if you ever want to be a part of that and you haven't been able to, I will try to like 
If you follow me on YouTube, follow me on social media. Uh, I'll try to do a decent job of notifying people. I feel like I did an okay job this time. I did give about 24 hours advance notice on YouTube, and I set up the stream on here and everything. So people have known for the past about day or so that this was going live. Yeah, you did good. I mean, you also did Twitter too and stuff like that. So That's true. That's true. Ah. But yeah. Anyways, uh, should we get into this first topic here? Yeah, I mean, which uh, I kind of want to save the top one for last, dude, just because it's such a good one. Like, it's so juicy, you know? Really? Do you want to start off with it? I mean, I it's good. I'm, I'm excited. I want to start off with it, man. Okay, all right, all right. You, you, all right. Uh, you start it off then. All right, all right, all right. So what I'll do for this, at least, I will uh, bring this up on my screen here. So for anybody who's listening to the, uh, let me screen share here. Anyone who's listening to the audio version, I'm going to be, we're going to talk about this as much as we can. So if you don't have the screen, it's fine. But if you're watching this, then you have a little bit of a bonus here. But what this is right here is this is a huge thread that's been going on on Assembler Games, one of my favorite websites and pretty much the only web form I go on now for, this started February 19th of 2013. So, Daniel, this has been going on for almost four years. That I did not see, actually, when I looked at it. That's I actually, insane. I actually just noticed it now. That's insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what ended up happening here is uh, this was originally proposed as a romantic dream of having a open source version of Xbox Live, right? And this would be essentially, you know, some some people can, you know, have their own Xbox Live code. They can start up their own server. They can spin up, you know, games and play them on the original Xbox or the Xbox 360. You know, just an open source Xbox Live that everyone can share and take part in and all that stuff. And it, it sounds nice. Now, people have been talking about it theoretically, and there's been some breakthroughs here and there, but nothing like what happened recently where, where was this? This was on January 8th of this year. The fall in 93, what he did is he made a super long post on here, and uh, what he said, uh, I'll at least share a bit of it verbatim right here. Uh, so, this video was recorded on a Xbox development console while connecting to my Xbox Live server service, which is running on my computer. There are no modifications to the dashboard running on the development console. No patching, no bypassing security checks, nothing. All of the code I have written is 100% compatible with the code the console runs for both dev kits and retail consoles. The network code is the same between the two. There are no private keys that are used in the Xbox Live code, so this will work on completely unmodified retail consoles as well, provided I have the needed keys to decrypt the Kerberos keys, hard drive key, online key, etc. All of the Kerberos and SG replies are authentic. There are no replays, no spoofing data, nothing hacky. And then I will show for anybody watching here, uh, what is it? I'll show right here the video that he put up. I'm going to mute it, of course. But this video, which you can find the original one on, is showing him he has a dev kit running and he connects to, it says Homebrew Live. You can change the string on there. But what he does is he tries to authenticate into Xbox Live and he has this set up so he is actually able to authenticate into a version of Xbox Live that he has created on his computer. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Which is absolutely insane. It's, it, it, it is absolutely insane. And I think the coolest thing about this is the end goal here is essentially what is going to happen with this service is, uh, first off, they're not going to make it, he, he does not intend to make it open source. Uh, mostly because this can be designed to, uh, it's for the original Xbox. And uh, he said that 
if you have the source code, if you know what you're doing and you have everything and you take a day or two, uh, you can get adapt it to the Xbox 360. At that point then, if it's adapted to the Xbox 360, then that means that we have a problem with Microsoft because the Xbox 360 is still officially supported. You can take the Xbox 360 online and you can play Xbox 360 games and play them online using the Xbox One. The original Xbox service is dead, so he's going to be keeping it closed. In addition to that, if he kept it open source, then people could spin up their own servers and it would just be super spread thin all over the place. He wants to have it so that there is one network that you can to such as like homebrew live for example and everyone would be on there all the other stuff has to get added in so for example they're going to um be adding games the first one they plan to add is halo 2 so they want to bring back halo 2 matchmaking and the end goal is even if you do not have a modified xbox or xbox 360 you could just do a dns not dns spoof but just change your dns to point to this service right here when you try connect to connect out to the original xbox live and you're good. And you'll be able to connect with whatever games are compatible and get the updates and the DLC and all that stuff. Which is, once again, insane. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And this, like, this is probably one of, if not the biggest um, homebrew developments that I've actually seen since I've been in modding, like, into modding. And I'm not, like... Not hardware-wise, because obviously there's been some pretty crazy hardware stuff that's happened, but in terms of like actual software and coding, the ability to do this, again, I never had I never had an original Xbox. I never played Halo 2 on the original Xbox, other than like with my buddy for a little bit. But that aside, that's insane. Like the ability to like and again, the way he's the way he's presenting it is extremely commendable because, again, his goal is not to have people being charged for servers. His goal is not to, you know, screw over Microsoft. And he even says, too, like, um, basically that he's trying to avoid any and all problems with Microsoft by just keeping it on the original Xbox because, obviously, if people are running their own dedicated servers for 360, like Mr. Mario said, it's going to be a huge issue because that's definitely a money loss while... You know, the original Xbox is it's, it's an absolute console, essentially, uh, you know, at least in terms of Microsoft support and whatnot. But I like also that, again, his goal is to kind of create a community um, due to that, um, like due to keeping it, you know, on one server, basically, like people are going to be probably recognizing each other and stuff since they're going to be playing on the same, you know, host or same host server. Um thing that he mentioned I saw in the post too though is that he's kind of got a little concerned but it should be like able to be fixed is with people hacking on that server just because you can access it from any console whether it's like a dev kit or a you know some kind of or a modified uh, Xbox exactly yeah I, I'm <clears throat> excuse me I'm interested to see how that's going to be handled <clears throat> excuse me because then at that point it's like how is it going to, like, what's going to dictate, you know, what can get on and what can't? And then let's say if they don't allow soft mod Xboxes, which there's quite a few soft mod Xboxes out there in the wild. If they start blogging them, then you're going to have people that are going to be bypassing and doing all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, no, as uh, Daniel was saying, this is planned to be free as well. And really, the guy has said that he... He has it backed up. He's going to be... Didn't you say that he's going to be uh, having one person right now help out with it? 
Yeah, I saw him. Um, I don't have the article pulled up, but I did see somewhere that in the not so distant future, um, where does he say? Ah, then I've already asked someone when the time comes to start working on the, a title server for Halo 2. So he's going to have that guy put together the server for Halo 2 with what he's created. Okay, gotcha. While so he does some code cleanup, yeah, and tries his best to scale it so that way it's ready for mass connections. Mm hmm. So yeah, that's fair. No, but I mean the uh, this is again this is one of the coolest things I have seen in terms of just like modding news and all that. So that's why we wanted to bring it and we wanted to talk about it first because this is just really exciting. I actually I sparingly use the original um, Xbox Live and I played it through backwards compatibility on the Xbox 360 when it came out. But it would be neat if we had something like this that we could use. Uh, what I was trying to say though prior to that was. Um, Really, at this point, he has come out and he's also said that he plans to work on it. He's made sure everything's backed up. And the only thing that would prevent him from completing this at this point, he's, I mean, he's working on, you know, he's working on this in his free time. Um, but what happened with this is he was saying that uh, if he gets in any trouble with Microsoft, so if Microsoft sends a cease and desist letter or somebody starts knocking on his door, then he'll stop. That's it. Uh, but as long as that doesn't happen, he's going to continue developing it. And this kind of brings in an interesting point because this is really cool and everything. And you can't, you cannot get on Xbox Live with the original Xbox games at all. Some people might say we have Xlink Kai, we have Xbox Connect, whatever it is. Those do not count. Those are land tunneling services. If you go on Halo 2, for example, <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. If you go on Halo 2, for example, and you go to the Xbox Live section, you can't utilize that at all. There's a lot of games that are that have dead DLC that you can't pick up anymore. Halo 2, for example, a lot of the DLC, you have to pirate it now, but if you got it legitimately, let's say, you'd have to get a DLC disc, the multiplayer map pack, and even then, there's still like three or four maps that I remember were released additionally after that that you cannot get unless you pirate them. So... This kind of comes into a bit of a gray area here because it's like, technically, this is kind of, it might not be allowed, but at the end, Microsoft, if they really want to enforce and protect their IP, they can shut it down. However, it's really not affecting anyone at the same time. This is an online service that is completely dead. It's not going to touch Xbox 360. It's not going to touch Xbox One when it comes to Xbox Live. It's only replacing the original Xbox network, but then you're going to be dealing with those title updates, and you're also they, they're also saying they want to supply DLC for games, which that DLC is, again, it wasn't handed out for free completely. That was still paid content, so... It, it's a it's a weird thing, man. Like I, I I'm not sure how this is gonna get. Like it, either Microsoft can shut this down, or they're just going to turn a eye to it, which I hope they do the latter. In in all honesty, if Microsoft sees enough support and interest in this, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried cashing in on it somehow, dude. Mm -hmm. It's Microsoft, man. You know, uh, I, I I don't know what they're gonna do, but. It it would be it would be nice if they if if hopefully they don't but if they for some reason did knock on his door if somehow at that point the code just got leaked <laughs> that that'd be interesting that's what happened with Pokemon Prism it got shut down and then the code leaked out yeah because no, no I think the source was in there but either way the ROM leaked out so yeah because if it leaked then at that point what are they gonna do knock on every single person's door I don't see it you know oh yeah no it's out there it's gone at that point man yeah because while while it's just under his 
control, although, again, there's a lot of positives, it, all it takes is them to knock on his door and the, the switch is basically flipped. So we'll exactly. see. I'm really, ex- I'm really excited to see it actually, hopefully, in the next, I don't know, few months here develop. Um, hopefully there'll be a, more updates since he's made such a big breakthrough with it all. But uh, um, if it does become a thing in the next you know six months here and actually does follow through, I would love to take it for a test drive. And although I never played really Halo 2 or the original Xbox, I definitely would want to at least give it a yeah, This isn't just a nostalgia thing. This is for people that just want to try it for the first time as well. Too. Yeah. It's well, awesome. I want, I want to experience it. I mean, I've heard that Halo 2 multiplayer is some of the funnest things that people did like from certain people. So, I mean, I'd love to mess around with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, and especially, like, I'd like to play around with it with uh, mods and all that stuff. So one thing I'd like to see is I'd like to see if they have a separation between, like, hey, these are lobbies for modded consoles, these are lobbies for, um, you know, stock consoles, or if you want to play a stock version of Halo 2 or you want to play the modded ones, because, I mean, playing stock Halo 2 online is fun, but also had some pretty awesome mods from what I saw, and I missed out on all of that. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing right here, they're saying there is an audio lag that's pretty huge. Is there anything we can do about that? Not really, right? Not, unfortunately, no. So, yeah. sorry guys about that. I, we apologize. If Hopefully it's, it's at least clear audio, you know? I mean, I, uh, d- you can not look at our mouths. <laughs> I guess so. I you guess so. we'll just have to deal with that. Hopefully it fixes itself, but at this point, it's in Hangouts hands, dude. Got you. Okay, I just wanted to just check. Um... Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's extremely exciting stuff, and major hats off or beanies off to this guy for, you know, putting in the time. I mean, again, obviously this is not a project that he did overnight. I mean, you saw the post; I didn't even realize that, but it said 2013, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just him. No, it. He even said, I think Fallen said it took him about a year of work. Okay. Yeah, he did say that actually. That he it, it took roughly a year of work, mm-hmm. which is still though that's a lot of time to dedicate to a project. Dude. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, killer. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know uh, one of the people who's actually at, and uh, this guy uh, Kiwi in here. Uh, apparently, he's in the live chat and uh, he is helping with the uh, with the project on this. So he said that I guess Fallen's been working on this for over six months. So between six uh-huh. months to a year. Yeah, still cool. commendable work on that. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, that's, again, for something that's not, as as far as we know, a commissioned idea or work, um, and just do it in your spare time is fucking crazy, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you just do it for, I mean, I would imagine, like, the love of, well, it could be just for the challenge, or it could be because he actually, like, really wants this, but just because of his, not nah, because of his mentality towards it, it definitely feels like he really wants to to accomplish his end goal, yeah. which is some kind of uniform community on the homebrew front end for you know certain titles, which is a really again awesome commendable thing because most people, most people that would have been in his shoes probably would have been trying to profit off of it just based off of a lot of stuff that happened at least on the 360s side of things. Absolutely, that's that's actually one thing too. Um, I kind of want to say this, then we can hop on to another topic, but. Honestly, if this gets shut down, because as I said, this this does run the risk of getting shut down. That's just the sad reality of it. Um, I'm hoping Microsoft will just kind of turn a blind eye to it. But if this gets shut down, Microsoft, shut down the fucking Xbox 360 stealth servers. Because I don't understand how something like this would get shut down that he's not making a profit off of. And he's trying to get live running on a dead platform. But 
a another platform that is you know making profits trying to exploit xbox live to get hard modded xbox 360s up and running on there for cheating purposes and all that stuff i don't understand how those haven't gotten shut down yeah you think that'd be a priority over something like this yeah yeah i don't know we'll see or hopefully we won't see but either way ne next topic yeah you just going down your your list here or what yeah. uh yeah, we'll kind of mix it up or just go down whatever we want to, whatever we feel like. This would be with the uh, the NES Classic. So, honestly, I would absolutely love to show you all, but, uh, Daniel, do you have a NES Classic? No, dude, those fuckers were so hard to get. I remember seeing people selling them for, like, two or three times the amount over the holidays. It was like one of those fucking Hatchimals, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, I actually, I did try and wait outside, um what is it um i did try and wait outside of a target uh, just like 30 minutes before they opened but they only got five in stock one person had been there since like midnight one person had been there since three one person had been there since five so people were going crazy over these things like if i buy one try not to knock that down if i buy <laughs> one i want to play it i want to have it as a nice centerpiece i think it's a cool looking thing for 60 dollars, and you're only paying two dollars per game and plus i would love to show this which is it's been modified now. Now, it's not like you can run crazy apps or do anything else, but what you can do really is um, kind of in summary here. I could show some of this stuff, but I also think if I had it on hand, it'd be cool to see. Uh, you really have to get it into a debug mode, and then you export out. You just do a complete dump of it, and when you export it and everything, you have access to the games, and then you can pack in all the games you want to. Well, with a limit uh you can pack in new games and then you end up creating a new image reflashing it back over and you can add games that way to it see my thing is if i got one i'd probably just keep it as, a, as like i'd probably keep it in the box dude and have it as like a display piece because the thing is is like i've got my retro pies which can do all that the nes can and more the only thing i will say is that it's a really neat um kind of tribute to the original nes like since it is an official release it, it does look very neat like i like everything from the packaging down to the way that the console looks i think they did a fantastic job but i i, I can't believe that i'm shocked that people were selling them for as much as they were on ebay when again like if you really just want emulation at on a on a console base you could literally just retro pie it and it's gonna be as good if not probably better, but either way, it's really cool. And I think that being able to add your own ROMs is definitely huge because although I know they put a lot of the big popular NES titles on there, there's a lot of like little hidden gems that there's no way that they put on that thing that, you know, would be a lot of fun um, to be able to have. So I think it's really cool. And it's yeah, crazy they, uh... how easy it was to, to do. I mean, it, well, Dude, well, I, mean, I was going to say about the secret message thing, but we'll wait on that. <laughs> okay. They, they put a secret message in there, too. Uh, what I was going to say about that was um, they, they put 30 games on there, which is neat. But the, the thing that, and maybe, because so, there's some people in the in the comment section right now that have an NES Classic. Maybe you all can answer this for us, because I don't know. Initially, when this came out, they said 60 games. They're, they it came out with 30, but there's a limit of 60 games. So you could add in another 30 games. Cool. That's awesome. I think that's great. But I'm seeing all these different numbers. Uh, there's somebody in town who is selling one that has been pre-modded with 82 games on it. Uh, Daniel, you said you saw someone in your town who's selling one with... No, no, someone on YouTube has one with yeah. 90 games on it. Yeah, I typed in... Um, 
uh, Hakachi or Hak Hakchi, whatever. It's yeah, uh, yeah, Hakchi. H A K C H I. Uh oh, it's okay. I lied. Eighty-three games. Is that what you said? Uh, the one I saw had eighty-two. Okay, so one more. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, like how people are able to get different ones. And again, I don't know whether it's a size thing. I don't really see how could you squeeze that many more games. It would, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe someone could shed some light because I know that uh, it says you can have sixty games. Yeah, but, but see, he's even saying 60 games, and 60 was what I was seeing, but as I said, I, I've seen proof over 60 games can fit on this thing, and I don't know what the number is. Yeah. Well, he says with four saves per game, so maybe if you don't have four saves per game, that, that opens up additional I, room? I guess so. Either way, this thing looks cool. I'd love to get my hands on one. I, I should have pre-ordered one. I didn't, um, and then... You know, it's kind of at the point now, honestly, I've told people I will not spend over $60 on this. I think $60 is an excellent price for it. At that price point, you're paying $2 per game. It looks really cool. It's like a cute little system, all that stuff. But I'm not paying $120 or $180 for this. No, nah, you'd be insane. Might as well wait. I mean, is it... Um... Is it just a limited release, or are they going to have it for no, a while? Well, no, no, it's not. And even the other thing, I'm sorry, I'm going on a bit of a rant here. The other thing is, they said when it first came out, there was all these articles there just like, yeah, the NES Classic sold like hotcakes, it sold out, and it only sold like 200000 And when you think about it, Daniel, this thing, it's it's simplistic enough, right? It's not going to cost Nintendo a whole lot to make. No. Um, they, they said they sold out everywhere, and we know they sold out everywhere, and that was about 200000 And my thought was... You only made 200,000 units of this thing? That's it? Dude, you, you know they did it for the hype train. I know they did it for the hype train, and it pisses me off. Especially with the holiday holiday fucking release, dude. Like, so they didn't make more. This thing, they could have made like 3 million of them, and they were going to sell. It was it was fine. Yeah. They're gorgeous, dude. I mean, they're for how small they are, they're adorable, but they're gorgeous at the same time. Like, uh, I'm looking at it side-by-side side with an actual NES classic, and... They are so 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 close. Like, it's like his little like little kid or something like that. <laughs> you uh, like I I I was gonna say you look you look very happy. Like it's just like that. Just the, the look on your face, just like pure gamer <laughs> happiness, and I love it. Yeah, I like. Well, you know, I like retro stuff, dude. I have like a weird appreciation and for that shit. And so just seeing them side by side, it's just yeah, it's 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 rad. I can understand why people would I guess want this over. A retro pie raspberry pie just because it has that authenticity you know but yeah, yeah it's, I, it's i have i have looking. played one um there's a uh, a local barcade that i've gone to and they actually have one and they got two controllers somehow they got two controllers um and the thing it looks cool it's very intuitive uh very high quality and all that and even the controllers like yeah a lot of people complain that the controllers are short but you're supposed to have the system like in front of you right or like close to you mm -hmm. but the controllers just feel so authentic like it is it is honestly in my opinion like I've, I've seen it i was interested already and i've played it in my opinion it is worth 60 dollars, but it's not worth more yeah well i mean it's cool too though again the ability to be able to choose your games that is a very big uh, kind of attraction for me to even getting it more hand because I, you know, I mean, granted, 30 games take you forever, and the NES, like, in my opinion, games in the NES are so difficult. I've played uh, tons of them, and... But I you got very... save states. Well, yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true, which is cool. But, um, I mean, I've played, like, played them, and they kicked my ass, so 
Um, <laughs> it, it's still really cool because, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but I want to say that there's like 960 NES titles that exist. Like I think uh, so. It's under it's under a thousand. Yeah, um, and I, I believe that's including both like actually like licensed and unlicensed, like the Tall Tale games um, and stuff like that. But that's it, the ability to be able to swap through those 960 is really cool versus just being stuck to the 30, which, again, granted, they're good games. Like, I see Kirby, and I'm sure, yeah, Super Mario, Zelda, and all those are fantastic games, but there's still a ton of them that Nintendo couldn't have, you know, included on there, basically. I think what, uh, ideally, what I would have wanted, and I think still possible, but what a bunch of people would have wanted, honestly, is a way to just load in a micro SD card and fill it with a ton of, NES, like, NES games or Famicom games. Yeah. Yeah. Be neat stuff. But uh, next thing on here, I know you, you alluded to a little bit. You actually, you want to take the reins on uh, this one here? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty brief, but it's kind of funny that um, apparently with the NES Classic, it looks like um, one of the developers at least knew that the machine was going to get hacked or cracked open. Uh, basically, it says here that... Um, uh, it's, it says, it seems Nintendo may have been uh, expecting en enterprising fans to take a crack at the microconsole security. <laughs> a secret message has been found within the system's code. It says, the message was written by an unnamed programmer under the alias of the Hanafuda Captain, a reference to the Japanese Hanafuda playing cards, which Nintendo once sold before breaking into the video game business. And then it says, here it is in full. And this is the message that's like D Decrypted or no, it's not even decrypted. It looks like it's just in there, like in the code. Uh, comments says, "This is the Hanafudu captain speaking. Launching emulation in three, two, one. Many efforts, tears, and countless hours have been put into this jewel. So please keep this place tidied up and don't break everything." Cheers, the Hanafudu captain, <laughs> which is just so fucking cool, dude. Like, yeah, no, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it's something so like small, just you know, like a sentence or two. But the fact that it's in there. It's, like, just good humor, in my opinion. And, I mean, obviously, with how simple it was to crack this thing open, they didn't really put a lot of time or thought or care into making it not hackable, you know? And then the message just is, like, kind of icing on the cake. They really did not, you know, to care too much about um, protecting it from being able to be cracked open. I mean, the thing is, when you think of it as well, too, it's like, how much do you really want to spend on protecting a $60 device? You end up putting an insane amount of protection on it. Like, yeah, you gotta put some, but you put an insane amount of protection on it, let's say, to protect Nintendo games, which it's like, you can easily find a complete Nintendo ROM set online. It's not hard at all. People have been pirating Nintendo games since the 80s. Yeah. It's been that long, so it's like, yeah, you do have to protect it, but you're not going to get put state-of-the-art protection on there. Yeah, I guess you're right. It doesn't make any sense, but it's still just funny. Like, that that little message in there is pretty fantastic, dude. It was, it was cute. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, at the same time, too, like I said, um, I think earlier, is that they left enough space for them to have double the games. Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. They probably could have, like cut micro cost if they wanted to by making their memory a little bit smaller, I would imagine. Why leave that much space to, to put double the amount of games that you initially plan on selling it with? 
maybe that was the cheapest that they could have gotten it because because daniel it might have been the cheapest they could have gotten at the time because if you go too small it actually gets more expensive um the reason why for example brand new expansion packs for the n64 are still 20 25 which in my opinion is expensive for a four megabyte mm-hmm. ram expansion is because you have to really specialized like you it has to be worthwhile to make a little four megabyte ram module like most people it, it gets to the point where when you make something small enough whether it be for space or for memory or whatever it is it's gonna be more costly like that's why now at this point you can't find uh like a 512 megabyte uh, uh flash drive new anymore uh probably even like a one gig you can't i think a few years ago when i looked i struggled to find any flash drive lower than four gigabytes brand new yeah, four is pretty much like the standard now for the smallest you can find. They're like the cheapy ones that you find. Yeah, I guess that that's a possibility too. It's just I don't know. It's weird to me like that paired with the message and stuff. It kind of just makes it feel like, like they were. I, I don't know. Who knows really? But it could, it's a possibility that that's just what they got for the best value and their two hundred thousand dollar purchase or manufacturer cost that they made. But um, either way, it's cool that there is that extra space because. Even if you could just swap 30, it'd be cool, but being able to swap 60 is twice as cool. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. Yeah. Next thing on here, I guess this is kind of a uh, a bit between, you know, modding and finding some things and all that. These are going to be uh, two found things that we're going to be discussing. Um, but one of them is, I actually, I was thinking this with the hidden message, and I kind of thought this would be a good segue. Uh, now, I've done a video about this. I'm dating myself a little bit here. I've done a video talking about this, but uh, Daniel, are, are you familiar with, like, you, you played around with the Dreamcast a bit, right? A little bit. I actually have one sitting like right here somewhere. Uh, I um, got one in my closet somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I've got one under my bed <laughs> in my milk crate of consoles. But um, yeah, I, I had one that was working for a while with a couple games on it. Um, but honestly, my total playtime on a Dreamcast is probably under five hours. I have not played with it very much at all. Okay. Dreamcast is the greatest system, though, but there's one of the last U.S. games that came out was the Sega Smash Pack Volume 1. Um, now, this was just, it was a collection of older Sega titles and all that stuff, like from the Genesis, and there is a file on there called echelon.txt. Now, one of the piracy groups that was really popular in the days of the Dreamcast was Echelon. So... Nobody knew about this, right? Until other people started dumping the games for themselves to get the full GDR, like not GDR, but like GD-ROM backups. Uh And when somebody found this text in there in a completely, you know, factory-pressed version of Sega Smash Pack, and inside of this, it I'm not going to read everything on here, but it said, to whoever releases this pack, let me give you a few bits of info. I emulate a U.S. Genesis, including Territory Lockout. SGA files are standard Genesis Mega Drive bin files renamed. The emulator is looking for some parameters to be passed via Jinsu. If you don't know what that is, you'll figure it out. They talk about it a little bit, and at the end they say, and don't forget to pay your respects to Uncle Sonic. Sony just doesn't get it. Signed by Gary, who's the main programmer on this. So it's just that that's one of my favorite hidden message stories. That's pretty tight. I did never heard of that. Yeah. No, at, at that point, like, really, I, I talk about more in the video, but really at that point, like, they knew the people developing this they knew that the dreamcast was going to be over and all that stuff so this was just a in-house genesis emulator they made for the dreamcast so he Mm -hmm. just made that text file he gave it to them and he said hey whoever gets a hold of this here's how you use this and you can swap in your own games have fun we're going bankrupt 
that's that's tight though like that they that they already knew what's up so they kind of prepared for it you know or like it gave you some instructions prepared with a text file like dude people lost their jobs (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's still like i don't know it's cool though it's a really it's like a a pretty cool easter egg i guess if you want to call it that it is it is it's neat stuff yeah well, well, do you want to segue into then the other thing then, basically, which is very similar to that in a sense? Absolutely. That's why I wanted to segue into it as well, too. In comes the screen sharing. And for anybody who is not watching the video here, don't worry. We'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll definitely you know, like uh, talk about this here and all that. Uh, but this is from the Dreamcast Junkyard. And I'd actually seen this floating online, not like the, the image file, but I'd seen this available. Some people were talking about it. And this is a official Mega Drive emulator for the Dreamcast that was released. Like, not too many people knew about it, but essentially this was going to be the Mega Drive is what, like for anybody in the US, the Mega Drive is what uh, the Genesis was called in, um, I believe it was Japan, and also especially in Europe. So that's where I got the name there. And this was supposed to be kind of the same thing in a way of like the Smash Pack that I just mentioned. Um, but this was on a developer G-ROM disc. And uh, essentially it seems like that it was looking for a... It doesn't have the screenshot here, but I saw another screenshot where it was looking for a VMU and uh, just like the memory unit that was on there. And I guess you might be able to add games on there. Not 100% sure. We really don't know because this was never released and it was all internal stuff. But I'm just kind of scrolling down here. So I'll have links down below and you can check these out. But like, look at this. You can change the hertz and the frequency, like the refresh rate on your TV. It was, I think you could even um, change regions and all that stuff. And you could do several other things. And then this is the actual disc right here. There were two discs that were available, but this was just another thing that was recently discovered. Yeah, it did say um, in the article that you could change regions for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that, but yeah, that's, it's really cool too. I did see it said that some of the oh, it's only, oh wow, it came with 125 ROMs. It said something about some of them would lock up. Uh, yeah, Virtua Fighter yep. versus Taken Two being one of them. But yeah, it's really cool, and I mean, pretty uh, intricate emulation uh, system with the ability to you know change regions as well as the hertz of the television, which is really cool. Absolutely. Another thing as well too, I guess. This is, oh God, maybe I should stop burping and all that stuff. <laughs> but um, this is also, for the record, if you do want to play around with this, this has been preserved and released online. So you can actually get a hold of this as well too. We're not going to directly link to it, but it is out there. So I'm not sure of how good or bad it would be, like how, how okay it would be to have just because, you know, it does have the ROMs on there and all that stuff. But still, it was neat to see that they wouldn't have, I don't think they would have released this with 175 ROMs, but I mean, it was Sega. They could just drop whatever the hell they wanted to in there. It was all, uh, it was all development stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, really cool. Really cool find. Um, to, to find that disc is pretty insane. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I just thought this whole... I'm, I'm kind of just going down this the whole time, but no, it, it, it is an extremely intricate emulator. People were saying that... this. Well, this article talks about it, it was actually more intricate than the emulator that was on um, the Sega Smash Pack that was released over in the US here. But this one, again, you're saying it was not released. No, this was not released. Yeah. Unlike yeah, this was in development. It was only in development. That was it. Unlike the USA one, which actually was released hmm Okay. Yeah. And that one was, and remember that one, uh, 
that was unofficially released. It was like the Smash Pack came with six games, but then they ended up taking it and they made like a build your own uh, Smash Pack type thing. Like Echelon did that. Got you. Where you can just put your own ROMs. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was neat stuff. So no, I saw that and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it is pretty good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This next thing I'm trying to bring up here. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure it's muted all that fun stuff. And uh, I'll have this up on screen here. Um, let me go ahead and screen share again, kind of just going into the next topic. This is another thing that was discovered and we just, we thought this was neat. Now, Daniel, have you, have you ever played the Turok games? Um, briefly, definitely wasn't allowed to play it when I was a kid, when it okay. was initially a thing. Um, I went over to a neighbor's house and um, actually, my first experience with Turok was not on the N64. It was actually on the GameCube. Um, but I have Turok Evolution. Yeah, that was um, good. That was a good one. Um, but I have played. I have Turok um, on the N64 as well as Turok Two on the N64. Isn't that is that a thing? I feel like it yeah, is. Yeah, Turok One, Two, Three, and Rage Wars came out on N64, I believe. Okay, so I have one and two on the N64. Um, and I have played them briefly, briefly, but I still think what you're about to show is very neat. And um, don't know if you saw. Did you see the comment from the first guy? Yes, and we will totally share that on here as well. Too. Okay. Right. Now, don't worry. I'm gonna put like the, the actual video and all this stuff. Like, I'm I'm showing this on here. I know it's like slowed down and everything, but um, because you know hangouts is fantastic with this but the video you're seeing right here uh this is essentially a guy who he ended up buying uh kind of in i'll pause this here just uh in the stack on the back there's a whole bunch of these blue towers and these are all indie computers like indy and i mean you probably saw from the spoiler there when the title came up but essentially he ended up seeing these he specializes in retro hardware he buys he sells he trades it and he ended up getting this stuff and he found out these were all from acclaim when they went bankrupt and um then when all that stuff happened uh people got this like people bought these up in like 2004 they went from like one place just sitting in a bin somewhere to another place where they were sitting in a storage play um storage is it? No, I'm not thinking of box. What the hell is it? Like a storage facility. That's it. Uh, this guy ended up picking these up. So these computers were sitting dormant for already over 10 years, you know, just looking at the acclaim uh, bankruptcy alone. And then these all had N64 things on them. But the main thing we're talking about here is the source code for the original Turok game, Turok Dinosaur Hunter, was discovered on one of these. Look at the dates, dude. 93. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this was... Now... Uh, those are like midnight 12 midnight 13 so i'm not 100 sure he's showing some of the source code right here as well too um but no like i don't know if that was if it started development in 93 or what because the game came out in 1997 and then the n64 came out in 96 so i don't i really don't think they had it like they what had is, access what to is that? the what? writing dude um between the date between the date and the file directory location, what is that? Is that is that is that code like code language or is that completely like foreign? Because it looks like Russian, dude. Um, not on the left side, on the right side. Um, you can't see right now, but on the right side of where oh, are you talking about like zbuffer, debug.hm, all these things? No, no, no. It's okay if you go further to the right where it says like July fifteenth. Um, in this in the shot you just showed, it showed further to the right, and that whole. Oh. That whole column looks like a foreign language. Really? I I'm saw it a sure second ago. Uh, 
But you can, you can see oh, the bottom right there. Is that like the RWX, RWX? That's those are like the read-write commands. Like if it's oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. writable. It, it was moving. So from my end, it just looked like like Russian writing or something like that. But okay, I got you. It's just it's just the uh, permissions. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna kind of just let the video play out here and everything. Um, but yeah, no. What ended up happening is some people are already talking about this in the comments and such. Um, but uh, some people, you know, they mentioned, you know, he's not gonna be releasing the source code and what this guy is doing right here. So um, he wanted to do this as legally as possible. A lot of people they got all excited and they said, okay, hey, release the source code, release the source code, but. Legally, he might not be able to do that, mainly because he also said, like, you know, one, he doesn't own the IP. He, he has the source code, but he doesn't own the IP to Turok. Uh, there could also be other copyrighted stuff in there. So he wants to be as clean as possible with this. That's his, his own prerogative. Um, but what ended up happening when it came to all of these files and such is uh, he said that he found a law where it's, I guess, the first sale law, where if he sells these you know, let's say he sells this to Daniel, right? And Daniel, you release the source code. If you get in legal trouble, he can't get in legal trouble. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to just get rid of this stuff because he has no use for these computers. He knows that the source code is much sought after and it's valuable, but he has no use for it and he doesn't want to release it and he doesn't want to sell it. So therefore he's going to be auctioning these up on eBay. Maybe by the time you hear this, um, if it's like a month or two later, they're going to be gone. But the point is right now he's auctioning off all these computers. He's going to be saying what contents are all of them because the source code's not on all these computers. It's only on maybe one or two of them. It's definitely on this one that he's showing right here. He's going to make note of them in the eBay auctions and such. But then what's going to happen is I guess he's donating 20% charity but right now the main point is people are wanting to make sure this is preserved and in order for it to be you know preserved properly we need to make sure the right person or the right entity purchases it well there's a pretty high chance of it going to someone that's going to release it because otherwise why spend the money on this if you don't plan on releasing it you know there's people that wants to be closet hoarders where you know they end up uh they they buy up this stuff and then they keep it in their collection just to have but it's not even on a disc yeah it's on, it's on a hard drive like you can back it up and all that stuff and it's like with something like this i, I don't there's so many um you know there's so much red tape here and all that too um i know a while ago we had um who is it? Uh, we had Borman, who he specializes in game preservation, all that stuff. And his insight was definitely valuable. But he even said, you know, he has a lot of games that people would love to get their hands on. They want him to leak out and all that stuff. And he's released some stuff, but there's also a lot that he doesn't because there's developers, there's other people that entrust him with things because they know he's going to back it up properly. He might even report about it uh, and he's going to preserve it. But a lot of people don't want their stuff released all over. And I guess this kind of opens up where there's a difference between a lot of people think preserving something is releasing it to the masses, much like what we just talked about where that Mega Drive emulator, you can get it. It's online. The person who got it, he released it for free so you can get that and it is preserved that way. Uh, but then there's other things like this where people want them released and it might go into someone's hands who does make 20 backups of it and they make sure it's secure somewhere, but it might not get released. And a lot of people confuse preservation with releasing the masses and they're they're not going to be the same. If this gets released, that'd be fantastic. But um, it's also not really the most likely thing to happen. If it if it was released, um, the source code, it'd be pretty easy to compile it and run it off a PC, no? And like pretty much um, convert it to anything. Because it wasn't. Didn't we talk about uh, 
uh, source code for Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too. When people, because uh, there's a difference between emulating and there's a difference between the source code and such uh, leaking out. Uh, you might have something where in episode 22. Uh, where we had uh, Pixel Butts on there, he was talking about the Gears of War 3 source code being recompiled to run on a PS3. Uh, some people might want that, for example, like Doom 3 years ago, the source code was released for that officially, and people can do what they want to, and other people don't want that out there and released. Yeah. Yeah. No. Pretty cool the, uh... have... Oh, go ahead. No, it'd just be pretty cool to have it too, because, uh, I mean... I, I saw somewhere in the comments where they remastered that Turok for PC on Steam, and they like tried to keep it as close to the original, but I'm not sure if they had the original source code. Yeah, they might have just, I believe they just reverse engineered the ROM that they had, or they had some older source code, and actually some people got in contact with the, the developers who made that remastered version on Steam, and they were interested in seeing, they're like, hey, we kind of want to peek at that source code to see if it's newer than the source we compiled from. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too, which is also kind of interesting and cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last uh, last thing on this as well too is um, I hope I'm saying this name uh, right, uh, Stephen Bromley. Uh, he actually he's top comment on this video, and he said, "Wow, hi, Stephen Bromley here. My name is at the top of T-Rex.C source code shown in the video. I coded all the bosses, cinemas, effects, and a bunch of other systems for Turok back in the day when I was a young lad." I remember that dev hardware. What a blast from the past. Thanks so much for sharing. The guy who uploaded it, Silicon Classic, said, Hi, Steven. After taking a look at the complexity of the code that uh, of that code, I can really appreciate how long it must have taken you to write it. Thanks for all your hard work. And then Steven, his last reply on here was, Thank you. Took a team of about 20-plus people over two-plus years of effort, working long hours six days a week for the last seven months at least, to create what was, at the time, one of the first mature-rated first-person shooters on the N64. We were all in our early 20s, growing up together, and could sense we were making something very special. So it wasn't like work at all. Such a great time. I still keep in touch with lots of the team today who've all gone on to have successful careers around the world. Like that does the, that if that's truly Steven, that little bit of info that like, you know, happened and just that conversation that happened in the comments section here is awesome. It's pretty cool, especially considering that it's like 24 years later, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like the fact that he, again, I'm, I don't think it's a fake person. I mean, they count this to be a troll, but it'd be, that'd be kind of funny if it was too, but I don't think so. I, I genuinely think that that's the guy, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. that's yeah, it's freaking awesome, dude. That'd it's a really elaborate really, troll, but it's not, I mean, we, it's not completely falsified. So, yeah, well. but no, we, um. I thought that was interesting on there. And then that kind of shows well too. A lot of times, um, all these modifications, all these things that happen, um, some of the leaks, but it's mostly like modifications and things like this in fan projects. The developers actually don't disagree with those. They think these things are cool. Like Steven thought just seeing his source code there rediscovered, he thought that was amazing. Um, it's more unfortunately when like the legal semantics come in, that's where there's the disagreement. But a lot of times like the developers love this shit. Yeah. Which is again really cool. I was I, when I saw the first comment, I had a big smile on my face. I was like, "That's fucking awesome that this dude saw this video and decided to actually comment on it." You know, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you brought that up too because I almost forgot about that. Then you said, "I was like, oh, I need to show that." Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, at least uh, one of the other things I have on here. So just kind of uh, peeking at uh, 3DS things. So recently, I'm not going to go into major detail with everything, but uh, at a hacking conference 33C3 that ended up happening, um, pretty much there was a about one hour uh, presentation based on hacking the 3DS. And at the end of it, they had essentially said that in terms of hacking, they, they've killed the 3DS. It, it's dead. Like, Nintendo can't really do much to patch it after this point. This is the... This is not Soundhacks, though, right? This is... Uh... Sighacks was the one specifically that was about that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Sighacks is the one that's, like, it basically is at the... It's a kernel level or something like that, or it's basically, like... Um, it's, like, the earliest... At the earliest sequence in the boot process as possible... Yes. So previously, right now we have ARM9 loader hacks, which is excellent. Don't get me wrong. And uh, ARM9 loader hacks, for anybody that does not know, is uh, essentially what happens is uh, you go in, you have to downgrade your system to a certain firmware to get the one-time programmable file. You re you uh, end up building a custom payload tailored to your 3DS. You flash it over to the 3DS itself. So it's custom all that other fun stuff and then what happens is right there you have it so you have this payload built in there and arm 9 loader hacks boots up before the operating system meaning when you turn the thing on you're able to access that like a demonstration that i had shown before is normally you end up uh you know you have your 3ds right here you turn it on you wait like five ten seconds it boots up with arm 9 loader hacks like this thing you can press like the up button for example you just turn it on i don't remember if it's the up button that's coded to this or not no, it's not the up button. Point is on here, I forgot what I coded these two, um, but you end up booting it up and you can get into different types of things. So for example, like you can have a recovery mode. Um, if you ever brick this thing right here, it will end up bricking the actual firmware, but it won't brick the ARM9 section that was partitioned off. So that way I can go in, I can run something like God Mode 9, reflash my 3DS and all that stuff, essentially protecting it from a hard brick, which is really nice. Uh, SIG hacks though, this is something different. This is writing your own. It's not right trigger. Thank you for that, though. Um, SIG hacks is something different. Um, it is writing your own firmware for the 3DS. A lot of people might be getting confused. They're like, well, what about Luma 3DS? What about Raynand? What about all these other things? Those are custom firmwares, and that's true, they are. But the way custom firmware works is you have your exploit, it boots up, and then it ends up loading this payload, which is the custom firmware, and it patches itself onto the 3DS. And then you're able to, you know, run things with no signature checks and do out-of-region games and all that other fun stuff. You know, you can do all, all that fun shit that you want to. SigHacks allows you to sign your own firmwares. So this is much like the PSP days where we were able to create our, our own firmwares. It wasn't just putting a patch on the system, which is still very useful in this regard right here. But this is kind of like, you know, the end game right here where we can create and sign our own complete firmwares and flash them over. Is there any more risk with that because one thing i'm thinking is is that with the ones that are available they're like actually bigger you know like i mean like they've been made and people use them but if people are just kind of like trying to dabble with their own firmwares is there any chance of like someone corrupting something there's always a risk of that um even i've told people flashing your own um was it your own stock firmware? You can still brick your system. Uh, with any type of modification, it's going to happen. Uh, but really, even now, the ARM9 loader hacks process is... I've gone through the guide at least six times, honestly, I could think of, and 
never had an issue with bricks or anything. The only time I ever had any sort of issue was when I turned off Wi-Fi and I downgraded my 2DS and there's no Wi-Fi switch on there. Uh, but that was my own fault, completely my own fault. I was on four different medications and very sick and I didn't pay attention to instructions. Got you. Yeah. Did it break it? <laughs> No, I was actually able to, uh, I did a cart update. I grabbed a game that had firmware 9 and uh, updated to firmware 9.0 and then flashed up to 9.2 and downgraded back over to 2.1 after turning on my Wi-Fi again. Got you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so that's definitely the big thing there, SIG hacks. But then sound hacks was something else we had talked about um, where <laughs> sound hacks is... For anyone that doesn't know, normally to get into your 3DS, you need a type of uh, exploit or like you need an entry point on there. Um, the special thing about sound hacks is it is first off completely offline. So previously there were things like browser hacks where you end up doing a uh, payload, like you end up uh, doing a buffer overflow on your browser by going to a website, doing a few things. There were other games such as Ocarina Time 3D hacks, uh, Ninja hacks where you use Cubic Ninja, um, several of these others available, you know. Uh, SoundHacks, though, works on all firmwares, and what you do is you end up, you can go to the SoundHacks website, you download a, I think it's a M4A, it's an audio file, a, an exploitable audio file that you download specifically to your system, depending on the firmware, the region, all that other fun stuff, and then you go to the sound player on your 3DS, you play this file, and then if you have the uh, starter pack and the uh, package files available to boot into uh, you know, your homebrew launcher and all that stuff, you can then boot into homebrew launcher. And of course, from there, you can use that to hopefully use another exploit to downgrade your 3DS and all that stuff, which in this case, I believe is fast hacks, which is it. Fast hacks is, I don't know a whole bunch about it. I know it does utilize arm 11 and it's able to allow you to get in there and then downgrade your 3ds to another um what is it uh to another firmware get the otp file do all that fun stuff daniel did daniel just drop off hey can you hear me yeah i can hear you okay, okay back. just dropped off briefly okay hopefully you're good yeah, I think I'm good. It did it once earlier, but it wasn't as long. I think, okay. I think it did, yeah. All right. Okay, so for me, because I'm not super knowledgeable at all with the 3DS scene, I haven't done anything since Ninjax. Basically, current goal would be to use the sound hacks to get your entry point. But once you get your entry point, from there, you're saying you want to downgrade? Yes, and even I'm I'm kind of looking at the because this has changed quite a bit. I'm looking at the official like 3ds guide and all that stuff. But uh -huh. at least I'll just kind of so I'm not being distracted here. I'll kind of go off what I was doing. At least you want to get your entry point. You use that to you know run the uh, to install the exploits that you need to and everything. And then from there we had downgraded to a uh, exploitable firmware, um, which was in this case it took us back to 2.1. Um, I believe is what I had to do before. When you go 2.1, you can get your OTP file, you generate your payload, you flash it on there, you reflash your firmware um, that has now been modified, and then at that point, you have your custom firmware 3DS with ARM9 loader hacks. Okay, so at that point, every time you boot up, you're good. Like, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's how... This one hasn't been behaving with me for whatever reason, which I can't even... 
I'm pretty sure, no, this one does have ARM9 on it, but yeah, no, like you just, you turn it on. And the other thing with ARM9 loader hacks too is compared to the other janky methods we had, which was like, um, was it menu hacks? I think it was menu hacks where you could boot it up on a uh, launch and everything. Menu hacks was always really iffy with uh, starting up and all that. Sometimes it would ha start up like 50% of the time and it would crash. Sometimes it started like 90% of the time. Arm9 loader hacks, you get 100% compatibility where it will boot up every single time. Tight. So yep. Stable platform. Yeah. Yeah. No, extremely stable. Like once you get it all set up, it's very stable. It's crazy. The 3DS hacking scene is is out of like insane, dude. Yeah, it just it completely blew up, um, yeah. which I'm I'm very happy to see, and it's still going. Um, hopefully, the Wii U kind of does that as well too, because actually, as of last night, I ended up I messed around with the Brazilian hack on the Wii U, uh, but now I have uh, Red Nand and Mocha custom firmware on uh, my Wii U that's sitting over here. Sick. On the Wii U, I, I feel like you can the Wii U side is actually moddable now, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yes, it's it's been, it's been moddable for now about it's it's been over a year at this point. Uh, okay. On the latest firmware, though, it's been almost a year since it's been moddable. Okay, because I remember we did a, we did a mod chat about it too. It's just if you don't use it, you lose it with that stuff, you know. And I don't have a Wii U, so other than the time we talked about it, I I haven't been staying up to date with it at all. Of course. Yeah one one thing I'm also I'm, I might rant slightly on this, but uh, one thing I'm also going to say here. Uh, I, I so I have a video of um, showing how to unbrick a uh, soft bricked 3DS, right? And I'll just say this: I've seen an influx of comments and influx of views on it. And if you're doing this to your system, use a little bit of logic because there's been so many people that what happens is they complain that they follow this tutorial and then they end up hard bricking, and. There's been two things I've seen. Uh, one of them is less common. It's people who are on a 2DS and they downgrade to 2.1. And then for some reason, they factory reset the thing. And you have a, essentially 2.1 is a modified, um, you know, it, it's been a modified firmware to run on the 2DS. It's not supposed to run on there, but it does. And it gets stuck on the point where you have to activate 3D. The 2DS doesn't have 3D on it. So you essentially get stuck right there. The, Everyone follow, just don't follow YouTube guy. Go to 3ds.guide. You can follow the guide on there. But there's that problem. And the other problem is a lot of people, they somehow mess up with the new 3ds when trying to take it to 2.1 or doing something else. So if it's on 2.1, they end up, uh, re, what is it, updating it using the official, you know, like using recovery mode, which goes to the official Nintendo servers. You download a old 3DS compatible firmware onto the new 3DS, and then you get bricked. Those two things I explained are never recommended, and they're they're never thrown out. Those are those ideas. I don't know where people are getting them. I honestly don't know how people are getting them or anything, but they're not explained at all in the guide. As I said, I've gone through this guide at least six times, and it's gone through so many revisions, and I don't ever remember any logical time or any point in time when they tell you explicitly to do either of those two things. <laughs> it's well, <laughs> I can't say that, like, it surprises me because nothing surprises me um, anymore, but if it, it makes so much sense. They were never intended to run on either of those two things. Yeah. So, obviously... You shouldn't update, <laughs> not officially at least. <laughs> if you're trying to do unofficial things, that's a, I don't know. Uh. My see my 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 thing as well too on all this when it comes down to um, 
was it uh when it comes down to modifications and all that stuff uh yeah i might get frustrated at something but if i modify my system and something messes up on there i don't i don't get mad at the company like a lot of people like if they're 30s bricks they say fuck nintendo or if they're 360 disk drive bricks let's say if they're trying to flash they say fuck microsoft it's like why fuck the company that built the thing you're doing a unauthorized modification you doing that you should know the risks and you should know that this is you're using you're using exploits which means it's something that's not even supposed to be done in the first place and if you're doing something that's not supposed to be done it's not going to be a guaranteed success on there <laughs> can i get a hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, remember we had a mod chat where we talked about things that we hate, like about modding and stuff like that. And one of the, one of them was like uh, just the quest, certain questions and stuff like that that uh, are just they should be obvious, but they're not. You know, absolutely. You can't spoon feed everything. You know. Yeah, that's true. If you're trying to do something, if you're trying to do something that's out of the norm, that's unauthorized, you should know a little bit of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, there's actually hold on, let me let me see if I could find this. No, I, I couldn't agree more on that. So I've always tried to use not only using logic on that, but just, you know, make sure you you blame the blame yourself, man. Just if you if you have to, like for example, if i if I lift a pad off of a board that I'm, you know, trying to solder a mod chip to or something, I'm blaming my fucking fault. self. It's your fault. It's my you damn fault. It's my damn fault. Hands. Yeah. No, this is, hold on, th this is one of my favorite things. So I'll have to, again, I'll, I'll have to explain it to people who aren't seeing the visual version of it. But this is w w what happens if th this should be, or th this is kind of what's been happening with the people who've been doing these things that should be common sense, but they aren't. So somebody's reading the 3DS hacks guide. Step one, graduate from elementary school. And what do you think? Rick. <laughs> Perfect, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that on the uh, 3DS hack subreddit today. I was like, that is just, that's that's perfect. Love yeah, it. That's, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, somebody, uh, Xeat said we need a new mod chat plus. We should try to make that happen. We we should make that happen. Darren, do you want to make that happen? Not tonight, though. Not tonight. No, not tonight, dude. I got, you, you saw my room. You see my room. We've never <laughs> got done a mod chat plus live. We should do a mod chat plus live. We should do one live. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I would yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. By the way, so one one thing. Um, I think, Daniel, wh what do you think? Those are kind of the things I wanted to talk about. At least I I have one other topic I'm thinking of, but I'm I'm not gonna mention because I want to at least read up on it a bit more and be a bit more educated when I uh, talk about it. Um, but I think we can uh, do you know some question answer stuff. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I've got a lot of things, but. They're more mod chat plusy things. I mean, they're they're not like necessarily casual talk per se, but they're not. I feel like they're more appropriate for a mod chat plus episode. Of course. So yeah, anybody so. who's in the uh, live comment section right now, the next thirty minutes, or so we'll open it up to uh, question and answer. So yeah, go ahead, drop some questions. And uh, one thing while we're waiting, Dato, can you can you explain the hammer thing that I talked about prior? Oh well. Okay, so like obviously you guys can see my my bed situation right now, right? I mean it's a queen size, but it's a twin size with all my tools everywhere. And I was just joking with Mr. Mario. Well, it's it was not even really a joke. It's factual, but there's like tools sprawled out on my whole bed. And I told Mr. Mario, I was like, I literally slept with a hammer the other night because <laughs> like there's just 
I'm working from home right now, and so there's constantly stuff like being moved around, and I'm working on things 24-7, and I don't have like an office slash bedroom. I have a bedroom office, and so there's just things everywhere. Um, and like even the other day, like my two-year-old godson came in here, and uh, I, I decided that it'd probably be a good idea if I picked up my handsaw off the ground and put it away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's a mess. I mean, I've got a fucking horse sleeping on the ground back here, and I've got a fucking hammer in my a bed. Horse, that's what, is that what you call your dog? <laughs> yeah, I, I call it a horse or troll, but I got it you. depends on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super. It's just, thank God for my girlfriend. <laughs> she puts up with a lot of shit. She came yeah. over in my room look looked like this the other day, and I was like, oh, don't run away, please. <laughs> I understand. Sometimes yeah. it can yeah, thankfully my girlfriend's pretty chill about that stuff. So even like uh, my, I haven't done an apartment tour still, but like even like my my main entryway and all that, I have like all my games and all that stuff. It's funny because one of my best friends who is, yeah, she she's a lesbian. Like she was trying to give me advice on this. I just I, I just found that funny that she was trying to give me adv- like home advice and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but no, she ended up getting me some like pillows for my couch and all that stuff, right? And it's funny yeah. because like my girlfriend was over at the time and they're talking about this and she's like, no, daddy, you need, you need something. You, you need a woman's touch here. And I was like, okay, well, I, I have a, a woman here. And I asked my girlfriend, I'm like, well, w- what do you think of the place? She's like, I don't know. I think it's comfortable. I'm like, exactly. See, that's what I'm aiming for when you come to my place. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, impress anyone or anything. I want you to come into my apartment and be comfortable. <laughs> and be, you know, like take your shoes off, you know, have a drink, sit down on the couch and all that, you know. Let let's play some video games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, comfortable's good, dude. Comfortable's good. Yeah. I like being comfortable. Anyways, let's see. Some of the stuff you wanna you, you wanna take one of the questions here? We can kind of just trade back and forth. Yeah. Um Hold on. We started rambling up your question. What about the PPSSPP? Oh, the PSP emulator on DevKit. Oh, fuck. Did you, have you heard about that? Because Fan told me about that like so, a couple weeks ago, and I totally said I was going to look at it, and I totally didn't look at it because I'm a terrible person. Fan told me about it, and I told him to tweet me, and he said he tweeted me, and he never did. So, Fan, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I just looked it up now. Um, okay. I did look it up here. It's on NeoGAF. And uh, it looks like somebody made a three and a half minute clip that shows a port of PPSSPP uh, port booting and running poorly on a dev mode Xbox One. Um, so, no, that's pretty neat. Like, of course, you're going to be able to with UWP and all that, I'm sure. Or if you have um, or if you port it over properly, you can do that. Not really a surprise that it's running on there, but still neat that it's going to be available. Yeah, sorry about that, fan. I definitely, I definitely told him. I remember specifically. I was like, "No, dude, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm gonna look it up." Because he told me like two or three times. Sorry, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> he just told me once, so you should have looked it up. Yeah, no, I should have. Shame on me. <laughs> you you got to be like you, Mister Mario, and blow up my phone, my Twitter, and you know, like knock on my door. <laughs> hey, you, you appreciate it when I do that stuff. I do. No, that's why things happen. It's because you do that, dude. Yeah. Let's well, see. Well, um, well, thank you. I try. Oh, yeah, you go. You go. Start the next one. Sure. Uh, let's see it right here. Did you guys pre-order the Switch? This this is a pretty simple one. I did. I did not, but that's because I don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mario is the uh the guy with the real job. I'm just sitting here, you know, with my dog. All so I do, all I do is push buttons. That's all I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I um I think the major deciding factor on whether I get the switch or not 
is whether I can convince my girlfriend to play it with me, in all honesty. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it'll just collect dust. Um, my buddy that I live with, um, he has every console, and he will get it. Like, no questions asked. He's, he's, has, he's has all he the fanboy. Has not pre-ordered because he doesn't do that. Um, oh. He'll probably not be able to get it for a while, I would imagine, then, because yeah, of that. That's but, why I pre-ordered it, because I know I'm not going to be able to get it for a while if I don't pre-order. Yeah, but, I mean, whether he gets it on day one or 30 days or two months after, he'll, he'll have it, like, relatively like quickly because I know that he wants Zelda. Um, I might even have to, I didn't even think about that. Maybe I'll mention it to him if he wants to pre-order it. Cause his birthday is literally the beginning of March. So it'd be perfect um, for him to get that. Um, but my thing is, is that again, I'm a PC gamer hundred percent of the time now. And my modding um, in my spare time has literally gone down. I'm still very interested in it, but most of my stuff consists of 3d modeling and little electronic projects in my 3d printers. So, I don't foresee me getting it for like modding purposes, but if I do get it, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I will say the portability is really bitching. The fact that it's got a 720p portable screen, and if there's games I'm gonna want to play, like the new Mario, um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. It looks beautiful. Yeah, no, it it does. It, does. it looks absolutely beautiful and it looks like kind of a combination of like super mario 64 and like fucking sunshine or something like that like it, it looks absolutely beautiful so that in itself makes me want to get it um but again whether i buy it or not in the near future will probably depend on like if i can actually convince my girlfriend to play some video games because that's like ultimately the end goal and so far i have had very little luck so if there's like a game or two on there since it's still like Although it's, you know, I understand they're trying, as Nintendo's always doing, to appeal towards, you know, more of the gamer type now than, you know, they're, they're always trying to be the cool console. But are they I, really? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Well, they, like, do things fucking weird. They're always, they've always been doing things different. Like, they're like the fucking, like, they're like the uncle that works in the circus, dude. Like, just, yeah, that's 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 actually a good way of explaining. Yeah, it. they're they're just like they're the one family member that comes over. They've always got a cool new fucking trick to show you, and sometimes it's lame and sometimes it's innovative, but it's different nonetheless. You know, so that's a weird way. Of, the fucking no, uncle that's, in the that's circus. That's a really good way of putting it, though. Good job, thanks, dude. <laughs> um, that's a good. So one. yeah, I, I definitely. Well, I think it's three hundred bucks, right? Is what it's going for. Three hundred, yes. Yeah, that's that's fair, dude. That's really fair for you know. You don't think it's fair. I I think 250 would have been good. I still pre-ordered it, but okay. like 250 was. I the thought that is, would have been ideal. It's gonna drop. You know, the thing is, it's just like for being a console. If, okay, if it was just a portable console, I'd say 250 bucks. But because they're also doing it where it's like a it's like a you know top box or whatever. How much was the Wii U when it came out? It was like four bills, right? Uh. Oh man, I think it was three hundred fifty or four hundred dollars, like for the thirty-two gig version. Got you. So that's what I'm saying. Though. Like to me, it's fair. I, of course, I'd ra- fuck. I'd rather it be one hundred and fifty dollars. But I'm just saying, like for yeah, a brand new console, for the deluxe edition, okay, hundred for the basic version. Yeah, to me, still three hundred at launch is fair. It's gonna drop obviously in the next year and a half, two years here. But three hundred bucks is the, I, the only thing I didn't like is um, the controllers are fucking expensive, dude. Yeah, yeah, for anyone. Sorry, the Switch talk's been going on longer, but it's... Well, it's a big topic. We have another Switch question after this. um, No, the uh, one Joy-Con controller is $50, a pair of them is $80, or the Pro Controller is $70. Yeah, that's insane, dude. Yeah, no, that's absolutely insane. I can't find anywhere to pre-order the Pro Controller, so I'm like, shit, what am I going to do with that? Yeah, 
that controller is definitely going to be something that if if you have it, stock up on it when there's a sale, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's pricey, man. That's like uh, how much is the Xbox Elite controller? That shit was like eighty bucks. Hundred fifty. Oh fuck that. Never mind. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> Never mind. It's cheap. I didn't realize it was one hundred fifty bucks. Okay. So. Yep. But yeah, no, next question was related to the, uh, man, I have to, people have been chatting. Thank, thank you very much. But uh, no, uh, next thing on here is, uh, do you guys think the Switch will be hacked early in the life cycle? I, I think my prediction is I think we'll see something with, when I say something, I'm talking about like a proof of concept or whatever. I think we'll see something within year one, but we won't get anything solid. Do you have to vape right now? <laughs> It's been two hours, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. You're stop. Um, no, I think we'll see something within year one. Is it big? I don't know. But I think we'll probably see something more solid, like a custom firmware or whatever, uh, after two years. Nintendo sucks at security. <laughs> it, it's also running uh, some... Well, some people are saying it might be running some form of Android, and I know it's running a... Um, isn't it running a version of the Tegra processor? I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I feel like it's probably going to... We're probably going to see some stuff early on. I'm trying to fucking run Cody on my Switch, dude. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so sick, dude, to have my fucking Wii that can... Or not Wii, <laughs> my Switch that, you know, is now HD. Like, Well, I guess we use HD, but still. Like, yeah. badass HD and portable. And it's fucking Cody on the go and Cody at the house. Like, that shit's tight. I'd be that'd be so, awesome. That'd be so like you know that'd be tight, but yeah, I definitely think that by Christmas of this year, there's gonna be something, maybe small, but I just it's it's Nintendo, dude. Like, there's always shit that happens relatively quick, like at least kind of, sort of, maybe not a full hack. Like even on the Wii U, they were able to like exploit the Wii side of things with the same like first exploit. week, I think. Yeah, it was like instant. So, I mean, obviously. You know, we don't know. I look into my crystal, my crystal ball here, and uh, because we all know you, 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 and everyone knows that you and I have the answers. We don't actually have the answers. Stop uh, asking us. Uh, people come with questions to me all the time, and I'm like, mm, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I like literally rock paper scissors. It's like, <laughs> 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 sorry. Dude. I'm congested. Do you remember remember that clip you uploaded from uh, me when I'm dying? You, you yeah, made a joke nope. about like prostitutes or something like that. I was dying, yeah. dude. That was a funny one. Jesus. Yeah. Anywho's then. Okay, I'm gonna scroll. Um, yeah, go ahead. Grab a, grab a question. Hack. My boy has a dog, and Mr. Murray has a fox hat. Would so you buy two switches, one to use and one to hack, when they came out? Once again, no, because. I will be on the side of the field with a cup, so probably not. Uh, Mr. Mario, would you buy two for the sake of one to hack and one to not? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'll probably do the same thing with that I've done with other systems, like the Wii U, for example. I'll probably buy a second Switch when it is hackable, but at the moment, I'm just buying one. Yeah. Okay. Um, LED lights. Who remembers the Turok Arcade? Like boomers? I have no idea what boomers is, dude. Probably an arcade is what. He's it sounds talking. like it based off that, but isn't. Yeah. Isn't Boomer a guy from fucking King of the Hill? Yeah. Boom Howard. Oh, okay. Boom Howard. Okay. Yeah. He's a guy. Right. He's going to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I was, okay. uh, w- one thing I was actually going to uh, say, because this is always a fun question, but uh, Daniel, well, what, what games are you currently playing? <laughs> Counter Strike, pussies. <laughs> I just hit 1,500 hours on that shit, dude. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I've been playing Counter-Strike like a fucking... I hate that game so much. Like, half the time I play it, I, like, get my noose out of my closet, and then, like, my my, my dog looks at me, and I'm like, who's going to feed you? So I put it back in the closet. And then uh, I've been playing fucking Hearthstone. Like, I was playing that shit when I was waiting in, in the Google Hangouts. I'm terrible at Hearthstone, um, but I've been playing that, like, occasionally because it's not as long as, obviously, a Counter-Strike match because um, I only play competitive. And then I started playing Skyrim I'm like fucking 45 minutes in I'm at like the first dragon encounter and the dragon ate my ass and I stopped so I'm probably gonna stream the whole Skyrim playthrough because I've never played Skyrim and I actually had people that were like interested in helping me get through my first fucking dungeon because I'm retarded (laughs) but um yeah those are primarily the three games the biggest game I'm actually well okay there's two games like, the new Resident Evil, I won't play it because I'm a huge pussy, but I'm very excited to watch people play through the new Resident oh, Evil. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I actually thought of that, too. I was like, you know, it's a, it's a good reason why I'm doing Mod Chat this week because next week's Resident Evil. Yeah, you you were getting it, obviously, right? Yes. Yeah, I got it pre-ordered. Okay. Yeah, you, you you can play scary games. Me and my buddy I live with here have, like, the biggest chicken shits of scary games and stuff, so <laughs> I'm excited to watch people play through it. That's definitely... I'm going to watch the whole thing like it's a movie and I watch other people get jump scared. Um... And then I'm very excited for Horizon for PS4. Um, I already said that although I don't have a PS4, um, my buddy that I live with has every console. And so um, we're going to go in halves on it and just play through it cooperatively. I'm not really sure whether it's a co-op game. I don't, I don't think it is. I Wait, which one? Uh, which game? Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, Zero yeah, Dawn. yeah. Because yeah. you were saying that. And I was like, I thought you said Resident. I didn't hear that. And I thought you said Resident Evil. I was like, Resident oh. Evil's on PC. No, uh, I'm talking about Horizon. Um, I've been excited for that game for like, two fucking years since they announced it and it almost makes me want to buy a ps4 just to fucking play it but i did like i said i'll be on the side of the freeway with a cup if uh you know you see me <laughs> but um i am gonna play it on my buddy's console it looks phenomenal it could be a huge disappointment but just combining the apocalypse with fucking robots that took over the earth and that whole like the earth growing it just looks fucking awesome. And, like, they'd have to really have done a shitty job with development for me to not appreciate it. It looks beautiful. Like, even just... It just There's going to be some segments of that game that I can appreciate, whether it's the cinematics, whether it's the actual design and layout of the game or the actual storyline and combat, but it looks beautiful, and I'm very excited to play it. So Sweet. Now you. What are you playing? What are you doing? What are you excited for? Uh, let's see. Right now, I actually have my stack games right here. Uh, been playing, like, I, I actually just finished, uh, what the hell was it? Finished Last Guardian again, because I fucking love that game. Twice uh, you played through it already? I, I, yeah, I played through it last year, and I played through it again this year. Wow. Yeah. It was it was good. Good game. I've heard it's beautiful. Like, like, well, my buddy has it here, and he, for some reason, hasn't played through it, but I've heard it's beautiful, and I've seen it's beautiful. It's very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's definitely it was definitely a great game. Um, so one of my favorites of last year, not my game of the year, but one of my favorites of last year that I really enjoyed. Um, no, there was that. Uh, what else was there? Uh, Firewatch. I also I completed that last year, but I completed it again this past weekend. Because um, my girlfriend's the type of person she doesn't play video games and she doesn't know that you can move and look around at the same time. <laughs> it's just one of those things if you if you don't ever play video games it's kind of hard to get that so i understand but we played through firewatch and it was fun because it's only like a two or three hour game and i was playing through it and then she was telling me what uh commands or like what um choices and decisions to make yeah and exactly and so yeah, it was that's really cool. fun playing that but um kind of like an interactive movie at the, in that point exactly but like my downgrade yeah. game has been um just like when i 
feel like fucking around playing something. Uh, Skyrim, PS4. These have really been on PS4. Skyrim, PS4. Uh, last night I just started Bioshock, uh, the remaster version, which I, Bioshock still holds up. Such a great game. And uh, okay, there was one night I started Battlefield 1, and I was just like, I'm just like laying back in bed like this, and like I, I got killed, and then I end up switching to another character, and I was like, I want to get some sleep. I'm too tired for this. So I just turned off the PS4 and went to bed. So I, st I played Battlefield 1 for five minutes, and it was good, but it was too intense for me at about three in the morning when I was about to sleep. You're talking about the initial sequence when you die and you trade through characters. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's like you, you can't even do anything until you get through that. Like, you have to go through that before everything else. Daniel, I was tired, okay? You're no, you're fine. It's, it's just hilarious because <laughs> I haven't played... I've only played, like, the multiplayer part of it, but I know that you have to play through what you just described to get to anything, so that's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's a really beautiful game. Like, I, I, I haven't played it much in the last couple months, but it's... When you aren't three in the morning, tired, laying back, give another go. For sure. You were playing that on what, PS4? PS4. Okay. Yeah, I, you got on PSC, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, well, like I said, I only play PC now. Yeah, some of my other friends got on Xbox One, and like they, they're just like, hey, Dave, we got Battlefield 1. I'm like, fuck like i i got on ps4 because i didn't think anyone else was gonna get it on xbox one and like oh, i want to play pity. with the pro patch yeah yeah no let's see uh hey hey daniel you think uh mod chat the movie would be a good endeavor <laughs> like spongebob in the movie <laughs> yes i don't know why that's like instantly what i like segue into Actually, in my head i stuff. have some ideas for that that's not i have some ideas i'm not gonna spoil anything but how do we even do a match at the movie? We're literally two guys in chairs. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe like the epic day leading up to mod chat, like me fucking sleeping and then... <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh my god, that, that'd be a good we, one. We can do funny skits. Yeah, we can do some funny skits, definitely. But... Exactly. Yeah. I guess this is a uh, direct game-related one, but uh, New Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, what do you think of it only running at 30 frames a second? That's actually news to me. I... I... I haven't even heard it that far into it. That's shit. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be fine. They wouldn't develop a game that's, like, not fine, but at this day and age, it should be running 60, dude. I think the the sad thing is um, it's what's well, running at 30, which is like, I can handle 30. It's fine. I would prefer 60, but I can play on 30 frames a second. Um, yeah. But it's not even on the Switch. It's not running at 1080p. It's running at 900. Is it on the Wii U as well? The Wii U runs at 720p. But it's it's on the Wii U as well then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but still, like even with that, I'm like, really, you have a brand new system, you have all this other stuff, and it's like, a launch title. Yeah, I mean, I it's still gonna look good, but I'm like, wow, that's mm, I don't know, you can't run the 1080p on a brand new system. That's a bit concerning. Especially since 1080p is not new technology. <laughs> mm -hmm. 1080p has fucking been around for what, like over 10 years, or I mean, it's been around for a fucking minute, dude. It's it was uh, 1080p has uh, I want to. I want to say the first instance of 1080p, um, at least in monitors and all, that was even like before the millennium. Oh, was it? Yeah, I know 720p was definitely um, like in the 90s. That mm -hmm. was available. 1080p, not 100% sure. I think it was available, not like a, you know, super standard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a little disappointing. I know my buddy's going to be a little disappointed. But I mean, again, I'm sure they wouldn't release it if it wasn't still going to be very much so playable and very much so like a good looking game. But it's just weird that they wouldn't want to optimize and basically like 
really showcase what their new console is capable of pushing out. That's mm -hmm. just that's very strange to me. Did they say that the uh, Switch's hardware is like a little bit less than that of the current Xbox One? Uh, yes, yeah, okay. it is. So. Okay, I thought. I'm not buying it for power, but I mean, I no, 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 you're silly. Honestly, like, again, I feel like Nintendo has been trying to get more and more out of just the family-friendly thing and more of like a universal console. But at the same time, like, hardcore, like, hardcore gamers aren't going to pick up a Nintendo console for its power, dude. It's always about the unique titles, of course. You know, so I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I could give a shit whether if it was in a wrestling match with a fucking Xbox, it would win or lose. I, what I care about is whether it runs smoothly and it's got unique games to play. And Nintendo's never lacking. And I also saw, I was watching something the other day where it was, I think it was Game Ranks, and they were talking about like things that games need to stop doing. And one of them was basically releasing a game and then like on day one it has like a huge fucking patch to make it even like playable and how like nintendo does a really good job of ensuring when they release a title it's at least a playable game on day one for the most part and i feel like that's pretty valid dude is that like nintendo puts out a lot of games but they put out some pretty solid titles they do they do the, i've still been pretty pleased with their titles and like their titles they don't ship out broken no no which is a commendable thing they which which you think from like a big developer company that they would not rush a game and that it would be at least playable on day one but there's a lot of games like which very factual when you pop that bitch in you've got like a 30 minute to an hour fucking download to even just get it going with a day one patch yep fix so. master chief collection <laughs> you know that shit's still broken <laughs> is it like really? apparently people say it plays uh, some people said it plays fine but like apparently there's also like apparently they're still trying to fix up things on there. there's still broken things like Fucking hell, dude! It's wild. Yeah. Anyways, you uh, you want to grab a question? I don't even know where the fuck I am on this shit, dude. Just, just, just find one. So just, just grab it out of a hat, man. We've been talking so long, like the questions keep coming. The, the everything <laughs> is coming. Are we, we got to get out of here, man. We got to get out of here. Damn, I didn't pre-order. How long do you think I will have to wait? I don't. Know. God, there's no way of knowing how long you have to wait on the pre-order. I would say thirty days for for what? The switch if they didn't pre-order. Oh, you think longer yeah, than days? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, this I don't actually, think longer than. Go for it. Hopefully, um, you don't have to wait too long for it. But it's probably it, it's going to be decently hard getting a hold of one. Um, I don't know if they're going to be flying off shelves like the original Wii was. But I know even like well, the PS4 was selling pretty well. Um, I didn't see because the PS4, for example, came out in uh, November of 2013. I didn't see a PS4 physically in stock anywhere for about two months. And then that was my PS4, and that's when I bought it. Well, I was going to say that I don't see it being longer than 30 days, but they because it's not holiday season, but it's fucking tax return season, so people might have money to throw out on those oh, bitches. shit, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a pretty smart time. People got that extra fucking stack of money coming in, too. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty smart, actually, because they're not competition will already bullshit, dude. That's true. Uh, uh, I wouldn't recommend pre-ordering the console. Uh, depends. Do you live stream busy? I'm seeing really. <laughs> so, what do you think about Breath of the Wild running at 30 frames per second? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 holy shit! <laughs> Never mind. I just <laughs> Jesus. Um, the Switch. Okay, these are just conversations. Ah, why do we need homebrew on Switch? It's region free. 
Huh. Homebrew, so you could actually do homebrew things. Like region free is excellent for games. Don't get me wrong; you could play games from anywhere. But homebrew is if you want to do modifications on games or memory edit or do anything else and just rip the system open. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's. I know. Well, the thing is, there's a, definitely a seg- segment of people that are into cracking open systems, so they get that region free, and so that is. We talked about this. We t- we definitely had a conversation about like things that would make it where maybe cracking open a system wouldn't be as big of a deal, but there's still a lot of things, dude, like just customizability, um, unique add-ons, the ability to put fucking Cody on my Switch, Cody 2017. That'd be um, Yeah, it'd be really cool. Uh, does Nintendo do console bans? Fuck yeah. They do do uh, console bans. I don't know if they've done any... I don't know if they've done any Wii... Wii U bans. I'm sure they have. I don't know of any to my knowledge. The 3DS, they do system bans on there. There have been ways to unban them. The big ban wave was when uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon leaked out, so they were banning like anyone that was playing them, aside from uh, uh, people who were whitelisted, of course, like reviewers and all that stuff. Uh, and then the original Wii, I was told, I never got my ban, but I was told they did ban on the original Wii, but if you called Nintendo and apologize, they'd unban you. <laughs> I, I feel like I remember hearing that too, which is so fucking <laughs> awesome. Like, like, like the kid that got caught with a hand in the cookie jar, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grab some shit, dude, because I'm getting, I'm, I'm fishing, but I'm just in all the wrong places. Oh, let's see. No, there's a. Uh, what about this? Uh, so, so we'll. Uh, well, I'll, I'll kind of correct this here. Uh, do you think the uh, the 3ds will keep getting revisions for a few years? Uh, I think. I think it's still going to be selling the 3DS on the side, um, not competitively with the Switch. I think right now, obviously, they're trying to kill off the Wii U. Nintendo's saying, hey, no, 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 the, the Wii U, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. Wii U is no. kind of a flop, huh? It was a major flop, yeah. unfortunately, because it's still a good system. Um, but no, what ended up happening was... Um, like They're trying to get rid of that, of course, and the 3DS, they're saying right now, they're like, hey, look, 3DS is here. It's fine. All right. We're not going to get rid of it. Um, but the thing is, after the Switch comes out, the Switch is the first portable console, really, like the first main portable console. Uh, it's you can, you know, dock it as a game system or you can bring it with you like a handheld. Recently, also, Nintendo ended up combining their handheld developers and their um, console developers. And they're making, you know, they're they're in one unified developer area, which kind of leads to how we got the Switch. So now anybody, it doesn't matter what you're working on. You're going to be working together with the same people and all that stuff. They're trying to blend together the lines. So their next course of action is going to be to get rid of the 3DS. Definitely. But it's kind of, I, I guess it depends on really when they want to do it, to do the fact that the 3DS is still selling decently well. Yeah, the Switch is going to be their everything. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it doesn't make any sense down the line to have a portable console and then a portable and a handheld, handheld console. It does, yeah, it doesn't add up. And I did see someone someone earlier in our chat had mentioned um, that they hope there's a mod for the battery life. And I did see somewhere that it's compatible with wireless battery packs. I'm sure it is. Uh, it's also another thing. It's p- compatible with USB Type-C. So yeah. you could just get a... Uh... Uh, you could just get a portable battery and hook it up. And I thought that was uh, two best things about the Switch, um, just for standardization, are a standard format that's not fucking proprietary and region-free. 
Those are like my yeah. two favorite features of the Switch so yeah. far, which is either really good or really <laughs> bad that those are my favorite features on a game system. Point is on there, I think it was definitely like, it shows Nintendo's at least trying now to not be the special snowflake, even though they're making yeah. a portable system. I don't know what I'm saying, man. I like I like the idea though, dude. Like the okay, like the ability, like let's say let's say I'm at the house and I'm playing a game, right? And my girlfriend's like, oh, I gotta go get my tire changed. You wanna go with me? I'm saying a realistic thing. This just happened recently. Okay. Instead of me being like, Yes, babe, and then like having to be on my phone for fucking three hours trying to catch Pokemon in a Walmart when there's no fucking Pokemon in this Walmart. I can just <laughs> pop my console out, dude, and drive there and sit in the tire changing center and play it. I like that shit, dude. That's cool. Like that's really cool. It's very, very cool. And Yo, but so, what if it's gonna take three hours and you only got two hours of battery life because you're playing that new Zelda? Well, dude, I'm going to have a backpack with a fucking car battery inside of it hooked up to my fucking Switch, dude. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ripped. I'm like, dude, what's your secret? I'm like, I just take my Switch and my portable battery everywhere I go. <laughs> Honestly, what I said on there is, uh, like, in my opinion, I think the Switch is what the the Wii U was aiming to be like the Wii yeah. U kind of almost had to die for the switch to happen because like the Wii U honestly, like I've even seen it. Like there was one person who um, there was a person online who they had a portable battery pack that, you know, worked with a game console in their backpack and they were in their car. They were in the passenger seats, but they had the Wii U. They hooked it up. They turned it on. And then they just use this thing to play on. Cause you can play most games hundred percent on the game pad right here. And even my thing I said before, like when I first got the Wii U, I said that I love this. Like this is actually a really comfortable controller. I love this. I love the fact that I was able to take it around the house and I was able to have that console experience and play full console games. And I was like, you know, the only thing that would make this better is if I could take it outside of the house. And the Switch is the answer to that. That's pretty much what I said. That's one of my first things with the Wii U. I'm like, I wish I could easily take this out of the house because it's kind of a, it's that half portable thing. And now this is like, no, this is a portable console. One of my concerns with the Switch, though, is going to be um, when it comes to heat, dude. Because the thing is, it's now pushing better graphics than before, and it's very slim. And I'm just saying, like, tablets and stuff that I've played on for long terms, they get fucking hot, dude. Let's see if it can compete with uh, the Galaxy Note 7 for, you know, devices blowing up. <laughs> Imagine, dude. Dude, did you see that? There's, I think we talked about this too. There's like a fucking GTA mod where the C4 is a Galaxy Seven, and then Samsung DMC ate it. Yeah, dude. It's so mad. <laughs> yeah, that's so tight. I, I was pretty pumped. Samsung, on that. that was some fuck shit, by the way. Yeah. yeah, you guys really fucking bit the bullet on that one. You guys should have definitely done a better job at sourcing your fucking batteries to make sure that they weren't from. All no, 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 Daniel. They didn't. They don't know what the fuck it is. That's why they've completely killed off the phone because then they said it was the batteries, and they said it was something else because they. I think at first they said it was the batteries and it might have been some other things. So they issued replacements and the replacements were blowing up. <laughs> I didn't know. I haven't followed it. I just knew that they made an update that made it where the battery wouldn't charge to its full capacity, but it was still blowing up too. That was like the only thing I really heard. Yeah, the battery was, uh, it couldn't charge higher than 60% because that was the safe threshold. And uh, they also disabled it so you couldn't do any VR because they also didn't want people having this bomb wrapped up. <laughs> this <poster. laughs> Dude, that's like a fucking ultimate fuck up, dude. That's awesome. That is one of like the, awesome. the biggest fuck ups in technology, yeah. man. That's going to go down in history. I like... will say, no, it, it affected people because even with me, um, so I'm still rocking a Nexus 6. I thought of getting the Pixel. I might get a Pixel 
when the price drops. I just my Nexus Six is still good, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but even so, even though Google is not affiliated with Samsung or anything, like they're they're completely they're making completely different phones, even though they still have Android. Because of that happening around the same time, I was like, shit, maybe I shouldn't get a Pixel on launch. It might blow up. No one actually got that. That had me second-guessing other phones. Did people actually get pretty hurt from this shit or no? Dude, yeah, people like one person, I think their their car caught on fire. One person probably their house caught on fire. There were people that got burned. Wow. Yeah, the thing was a bomb. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking A, dude. Yeah, no, here's here's one thing. Um so what up Grimdo? We'll we'll cover his question here. But uh how much longer do you think uh PS3's uh free pre PSN online play is gonna be around for? Oh they I thought PS3 made it paid now. Nah, PS4 is paid. PS3 oh, they never converted over? PS Vita and PS3 are free to play online. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. PS4 is the only system you Sony system that you have to pay to play online. Huh. I swear that that's wild. I, I thought that no, they, they... Were, they were very specific with it. They said that these change like you have to pay to play on PS4, but this will not affect systems that are already out, including the PS3 and the Vita. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. Makes me want to get a PS3. I want to buy a brand new PS3, dude. Like legit, I do. There's still a ton of games in the PS3 that I'd love to play, and the price also, is you cheap. Can, you can you can get a good PS3 for under a hundred bucks, and it has a very good library. It's awesome. I still don't like the PS3 that much, but I know you do. I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, we've PS3, talked about it. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you like fucking raged on that 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 episode, dude. I was like sitting here, like I was I was like fucking ready to fight you, and I'm like, you good thing you don't. You know, it's like scared, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're violent. But yeah, no. How much longer do you think that uh, the free online is going to uh, be on there? Until the Xbox 360 stops being a thing? I think they might be looking at that. Sony definitely tries to pull more longevity out of their systems. Like, um, Sony prides themselves on having the 10-year plan on their console, saying they will support their systems for at least 10 years. Uh, it's been 10 years, though. It has been 10 years. Um, with that, though, the PS3, there's it's still getting games. Um, it's still, like, Persona 5 is going to be coming out on it. And there's still people that play on it. Um I think maybe within the next five years we might see it taken offline. But honestly, because of the way they integrated PSN on the PS3 and PS4, I don't even know if they need to. Uh, one thing, this is backtracking way back to the beginning of the episode where we talked about original Xbox Live. Uh, somebody talked about this in that thread, and they had said that the reason why um, what was deprecated, they, they said the reason why original Xbox Live was deprecated is because they couldn't properly connect xbox 360's version of xbox live and the original xbox live together to make it as seamless like right now 360 and xbox one xbox live are they work well enough with each other and you can communicate between the two and all that stuff you can't you couldn't do it as well as easily on the 360 and the original xbox because they were so fundamentally different so they ended up killing off the original xbox support but it almost makes me wonder if they've already made those plans, you know, with 361 and PS3 to PS4, and if they really even have to stop supporting those. Well, it's interesting, though. Um, WCA just said that PS3 consoles are not sold um, in Australia or New Zealand anymore. Interesting. That's I know a- they're, they're still sold here. I don't know if they're still manufactured, but they're still sold. 
Yeah, I've seen. I mean, I want to say if I go right now to fucking Walmart.com, you can buy. But but that if you can buy one, I mean that doesn't mean that they're still being manufactured. No, 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 no. Factual. Yeah. This is. I'm sure it's just fucking inventory that's sitting in there. But I'm just curious to see whether I can. Mm-hmm. PS3 console. Yeah, ten hundred bucks. Yeah. Wait, how much? Two hundred dollars. Isn't that fucking ridiculously expensive? Just a bit. Yeah. PS4. $300, but that's with a full fucking bundle. What the hell? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just just dude, just get a used one unless you're like a weird uh, uh, unless you're a weird germaphobe. There, I, I didn't even think of it I like, like this. Totally. I remember there was one one time I was talking with a friend and he told me, because I, I worked at a game shop at one point and he even told me when I was there, he's like my mom couldn't come into this shop because she is a uh, she's a germaphobe. Even though you guys keep it clean, she couldn't stand the thought of like touching stuff that's belonged to so many other people. My girlfriend the other day, we were at Target together. Um, Target or Walmart? I don't know which one, but I went and touched the controller thing, and she freaked oh, out. Oh no. She freaked the fuck out. And I was like, what? Like, she doesn't understand that I go to swap meets and touch shit that's been around people for, like, 20, 30 years. They could have fucking, like, they could have fucked on some of the stuff I've touched, dude, and I wouldn't even know. You just got to wash your hands, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, she freaked out on it, too, so it's definitely a thing. Like, people are, I don't know stupid <laughs> wash wash your shit yeah not not literally not literally it's like someone poops and then pauses it yeah no that's why i said someone might do that i'm sure it's yeah. already been done yeah i'm sure that's for the saying you can't pause the things from. So it would exist so i'm sure it's also been fucked <laughs> fuck man now i'm looking for ps3 so i buy one right this second overnight ship that bitch to my house yeah i'll take uh let, let's see you you want to do uh, one more question now you pick it. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I'm saying like one more question, then we hop off. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Uh, I feel like, so th- this person was asking Xbox One modding, and this I, I saw this this went up. Uh, this is earlier. I feel like this might become a meme on the show or something. We might have to make it a forced meme or something, because this is, Daniel, it's every single episode. Nothing public has been announced on the Xbox One front. Last thing that happened was a NAND dump. I'm not, I don't even need to say anything. <laughs> it's, not, you know, I mean, it's, it's the exact same answer we've been getting. Like, when we, when we get news of some Xbox One stuff, some big Xbox One news, that's going to be the first thing we talk about. It's going to be the first thing in the title. But until then, my answer is going to be the same. Dude, when, when the Xbox One X-Play comes out, I'll finally get my 10K YouTube tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're still waiting for you to put that in your skin, right? Yeah, I'm going to put it right on my... <laughs> put it right on my butt that way i can fucking moon everybody when i show it oh exactly does this look like does this look like the uh the ass of a youtuber who's moderately famous and has over ten thousand subscribers <laughs> and then just my, moon them my brother uh my brother the other day we got i got a counter-strike he randomly was like hey dude did you ever get that 10k youtube tattoo and like I, he's my brother he fucking knows if i got that shit yeah i thought of that like a few days ago as well too i was like oh dana never got that tattoo yeah I'm going to get it. I, I will get it. I swear on my fucking life. I will get it. It needs to go on my leg because it's my fun leg. It'll go like right next to the diamond I have on my leg. But All right. I, I just haven't, I don't know, haven't got around to it, but I will. I feel you. Maybe at, maybe at 100K, I'll just do a forehead tattoo instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that I won't do. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That was a joke. Just, <laughs> oh, God. No face tattoos, man. Yeah. Hey. Six tape at one mil. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that I, I don't know if that'll work for you. Like, you're a good looking dude, don't get me wrong, but the problem is you're a dude. So, 
it's it's been working yeah. for e-girls i gotta try that dude i gotta find my like core audience just like maybe 40 year old single housewives <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> wait they're not single then they're, <laughs> they're the housewives never mind i'm getting hey, tired, do you want to rip apart a family dude i am not a home wrecker okay okay i'm just asking i respect that <laughs> yeah uh, anyways, I think we're uh, I think we're good for the night here. So everyone, seriously, this was this is a real good turnout. So thank you for coming out. Very much appreciated to everyone that came out for this live. I had a blast. This was actually one of my favorite matchats we've had in quite a few months. Mm -hmm. One because I actually fucking touched up on the topics that Mr. Mario found all these topics. So once again, thank you, Mr. Mario, for being uh, the guy that organizes it at all. But uh, this time, at least he said, "Hey, Daniel, check up on the topics." So I did actually do my research on the topics. That way I could fucking have something to talk about. And I will say, though, like this time, actually, when I looked at the topics, I was very excited because there was quite a few things that I genuinely was very interested in. Like the Xbox Live thing was huge to me. The NES Classic was a fun thing. The Turok thing was a very fun thing. So there was just a lot of really neat stuff. And this, the, the exploit through a fucking sound file is pretty badass, too. Like yep. You can't deny it. That's fucking cool, dude. So, But, um, yeah, thank you, Mr. Mario, again for... Dragging my ass out of bed. <laughs> oh, no problem. Yeah, this dude woke up an hour before the podcast. So when I, I tweeted and I was just like, I put on social media, I'm like, everyone wake this guy up so we can do this. Like, it was like five minutes later, I get a DM. It's like, I'm awake. I w it was like, it was like two o'clock, dude. And I was like, yeah, I'll stay awake. And then I fucking drink a beer, dude. It's like, Stop ah. with the beer. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I'll be on the freeway with a cup. <laughs> oh, I do not like beer. I love beer. Ugh. Yeah, there's a there's, a there's a uh, there's a comedian. Anyone that's bored, look up a song. It's called "Drinking Beer Like a Baby Deer." <laughs> that sounds it's cute. it's fucking funny, dude. It's this guy that freestyles a song, and it's called "Drink Beer Like a Baby Deer," and it's 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 literally about how he's at a bar and why he's drinking beer like a baby deer. It's fucking killer, dude. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say this because I, I I I am friendly with this guy. I did know about I I knew about the uh, the, the sound hacks and uh, sick hack stuff before, but WCA did remind me of it. So thank you very much for that, man. I'll, I'll give you a little verbal shout out on that. Uh, e kiss from uh, USA to Australia. <laughs> okay, okay, I I can accept that. Yeah. Anyways, if you uh, if you all are uh, listening, watching this uh, wherever it is, again, thank you very much for listening and watching. Hope you all enjoyed this. If you have any recommendations, anything you want us to cover, and constructive criticism, all that stuff, uh, please leave a uh, comment down below in the uh, video. This will be on my YouTube channel. At least you can find me. Um, you know, pretty much everywhere: social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Mr. Mario Twenty Eleven, uh, and then Daniel. Where can we find you at? Uh, YouTube, and if you type in youtube.com slash modbot, I don't fucking come up as somebody else. <laughs> so just look up like Dose Wonder or look, put a link in the description of this video, Mr. Meyer, for me, please. Oh, absolutely. Just I always do. do. I always and do, then, my boy. I don't normally, we don't normally ask for for a favor, and Mr. Meyer didn't tell me to do this, but I'm just going to do it. Go ahead and smack the like button, guys. Show us some love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually be much appreciated. If you, if yeah. you enjoyed it, a like button would be appreciated on here. Oh, so. But yeah, yeah, you can find me in the description. <laughs> and everything else will be available in the description as well too if you're watching this listening to it on youtube so we're on podbean we're on itunes we're on google play all that fun stuff this is a monthly thing so we do need to we will see you next month we'll see what we're going to be talking about uh and also uh what was it man i i completely lost my train of thought on there i i think i'm just completely falling apart at this point Dude, where's, your, where's your fucking thought of train <laughs> uh, nowhere no <laughs> man yeah it's all good i had a fucking yeah. blast
Yeah, it was absolutely fun. So ModChat Plus, that was it. We, uh, Daniel, we're getting demands for ModChat Plus. We need to bring that yeah. back. Well, you know that I live and work from this room now, so you let me know when you're free and we'll make it happen. Absolutely. For sure, it'll so, be fun. It'll be easy. I can yeah. easily make that a monthly thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So. Also, for, for the record as well, too, I just want to drop this in, but uh, the, the last stream I did, it was with my uh, buddy Tanner where we... Um, uh, we talked about the switch and uh, some people were saying they're just like hey this should be mod chat plus or this should like th- th- this could be mod chat plus and it's like i'm just saying for the record if mod chat has to be minimum daniel and myself daniel wait. i love you for that wait what <laughs> oh no <laughs> did you just space just, out yeah i was like reading the comments and then i don't know what i did dude okay i heard you say no, no, no. So last stream I did, it was just with Tanner, and uh, it was the one that oh. dropped in a little bit. About the Nintendo, uh, at least in the about comments. The but yeah, no, some people were saying that should be Mod Chat Plus. It's like, no, nah, we, we'll never do Mod Chat or Mod Chat Plus if it, it has to be at minimum you and I. Oh. Sending a kiss from here to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm at least 40% of the show. <laughs> you're definitely 60 like you get the 20 percent for one doing all the topics and two making sure it happens but i definitely talk 40 percent of the time <laughs> hey as long as the talking's entertaining it's all good yeah no I, I appreciate that though since i mean we did start it and we have been in 24 episodes together now at this point but exactly and yeah. what a crazy 24 it's been dude i can't believe it's been 24 fucking episodes been dude 24 fucking episodes. we've been together a long time no <laughs> 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 with that we're gonna sign out so thank you all for watching <laughs> listening everyone and your feedback would be much appreciated we look forward to listening to you and having you around everything for the next mod chat <laughs> thank you all guys kisses